Alright now, how y'all doing out there? This is Hanifa Walida. And this is Red Summer. And we are your gay aunties. Hey children. Hey babies. <laughs> and here we are um, again, another week. Um, you know, again, another quick reminder. We got a couple more weeks in um, July. And then Red and I are going to be taking um, a break. Yeah. Um, just for a month to um, recoup and um, just to holler at some of y'all I did I posted it on um, our IG page but we are just to remind you we are looking for an assistant or two to help us with the production um, side um, of things so if you're interested in podcasting or media communications maybe you're taking it in school or maybe you're just interested you know you can be 18 or 180 <laughs> as long as <laughs> <laughs> As long as you're down to do the job and uh, with a smile and, and, you know, just be a part of our team, then we appreciate you and come on down. Um, and yeah. you can holler at us, your gay aunties at gmail.com. Just a little reminder on there. Um, but yeah, how you doing, girl? I'm good. I am um, recovering from another opening weekend for the Hip Hop Museum. All right. Uh, yeah, excited about that. And we start touring soon. So just, you know, working it out this time, mm-hmm. we have partnered with a restaurant. Okay. And so with the museum experience, you also have like hip hop dishes and hip hop drinks. Okay. Right? Wait, 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 what, what, what does, <laughs> so, like, what is a hip hop like, dish or even a drink? Right. <laughs> we have like Craig Mac and cheese. Oh, <laughs> Now, you know, there's a lot of this is like, who the hell is a Craig, what's right. a Craig Mac? So, <laughs> so the, the museum is, is definitely like old school hip hop history. Um, uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. we have like Sugar Hill Gang is, is one of the drinks. Like, it's a lot of everything there is, is what do you say? Like focused on hip hop history. So like um, the common is just a plain cheese pizza. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Right. <laughs> say word, say word, yeah. say word. Um, so it has been really exciting um, make, doing that partnership. I would kind of liken it to like a, um, a hard rock cafe, but for hip hop. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's been really nice. <laughs> you know, you're making me think, um, I, I recently, is regarding hip hop, you know, and I don't, I hate to say old school because I just, it's like, whatever. Um, but I was watching... No, it wasn't Sway. It was one of them shows, um, one of them hip hop radio shows. This is recent, and it was uh, Method Man and um, Black Sort on there, mm-hmm. right? Yo, Red. Now, <laughs> now many people know that Black Thought is of my top five, but very few people know that he's actually my number one. Yes, okay. over Rakim. Yes, yes over yes. as far as looking at the, the the whole gamut of his career. Mm-hmm. You know, um, even when we were all kind of the same age, like we got signed. To, well, I say we, uh, the Roots and myself, got signed the same year. We were kind of you know in the same group of folks. I was one of the first people to bring him to New York to perform. Like so, I've nice. been following their career and his career and particular and seen him on stage too many times to count right mm-hmm. um and i he's always my number one so i'm watching these two right and so they go you know you they decide to freestyle do you know my man method man mm. bust out a phone honey right okay <laughs> <laughs> now as he busts out his phone he start rhyming to his phone now here's the thing now 
from our generation, freestyle means that you ain't right. I mean, you ain't spitting some pre-written shit. It's something that right. totally comes to the top right. of your head. You know, I also admit I've never really been good at it. Like freestyle singing, yes, freestyle rhyming, my brain don't work that way. Mm. Whatever. So I'm like, is this nigga? It's like, how does, how was, like, not Method Man, right? But you know what? And mind you, um, Black Thought was looking like, nigga, I know you is not. I know you is not <laughs> reading your phone. I mean, he looked like right. such an OG, like, bruh, I, you know, I'm going to say a few words. I'm going to look at you side mm-hmm. eye, like, okay. But Method Man didn't give a shit, right? And the beautiful thing about right. Method Man, <laughs> you know, and here's one of the things I appreciate. I love lyricists, but I really love flowicists, mm. right? And which Black Thought is as well. But Method Man, even though he was rhyming from his phone, his flow was just butter. And it just mm. reminded you what we love him for. Yeah. It was straight melted butter. Love you know? It. I love <laughs> I it. I love it. it. Yeah. Yeah. You can find it on YouTube or, or something, you know. But yeah, I just really appreciated it. This whole thing with hip hop and how hip hop has grown and what we not, a lot of young people now, when they say freestyle, they don't really mean coming off the top of their head. They mean being free in the moment, I guess. But it's a pre written <laughs> rhyme. I'm like, ain't that just a performance? Like, ain't that just yeah. a. Yeah. So there were two videos I saw recently. One, this young brother in New Orleans for Essence Fest was Mm -hmm. outside with like his, it was like a small band and he had a microphone and he was freestyling and Common came out and joined him. Like he he listened to the brother for a minute. Common was like, you got another mic? Can I get the mic? He was like, it's another one right there. So him, (laughs) Common and the young brother went back and forth. And so they were pointing out different things that they were seeing. Like people Mm -hmm. were walking past. He was like, with your Converse? Like they were putting everything in there. Common noticed that there was a baby there. He was like, that's my baby. We got another baby on the way. Like all of it went seamlessly into their freestyle because yeah. they're making it all up at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so that was one that was like absolutely like my heart oh, like, of what freestyle I love it. Out. But there's another yeah. young brother. I wish I could remember his name. Um and I was sharing a video yesterday. He it was like the future of mumble rap <laughs> was the, the title on the, the video. Okay. What what diction? That's the future? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> but he did this series of like... <laughs> he was throwing all of these. And like in one way, it was absolutely ridiculous. And in another way, it was totally brilliant. Like he did the whole rhyme and the, the ad-libs and everything. Like at one time, like... Fr- mm, like that's <laughs> interesting. It was like... Like, as much as everybody was like, this is trash, this is some bullshit. I was like, but did you just see what he did? He had eight <laughs> different voices. Like, he went, like, in and out of different characters. Like it Wow. Was- <laughs> so, I mean, you understood he was saying, or he was kind of scattered? I, no, I understood some of it. Like, every now and then, you could make out a phrase. But that's that, like, crest of understanding for me. Like, I yeah. feel that same way when I listen to Wu-Tang. I get a little overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> but every now and then it's something I'm like oh I know what that is <laughs> I heard that part <laughs> but like in most mumble rap now like I hear some of it right yeah yeah but that like of course it was ridiculous in a lot of ways but it was also like what did I just experience 
Mm. <laughs> you remember his name? Because I look it I up. I don't. I, and I'll send it to you because I sent it to a couple of people. Was the name of the video called The Future The Future of Mumble Rap? Is that what I you titled it? So. Hold on. Let me go okay. into my... Yeah, because I... Listen, this thing was... It changed my life. <laughs> I was like, is this where music is going? For real, for real. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I mean, you know, but I, at this point, it's like, I'm not even going to hate on nothing coming out, you know, um, because at the end of the day, it's an extension of what we gave them. Right. You know what I mean? And 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 as young people, they're going to want to, you know, find something new in themselves and others in their work. And so they stretch the limits or they happen upon a new style, you know, um, that may not make as much sense to those who came before them. But so the fuck what? Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Like <laughs> at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, um, it just is what it is. So, I, you know, I, I'm trying to appreciate um, when I hear new music, well, I mean, I try. I I do appreciate n new good music. Now, if it's if I think it's just b mm -hmm. uh, bad music, like not just not just poor. Like okay, if your writing's poor is one thing, but if your flow is fucked up as well, or yeah. you don't even have a good voice as a foundation, you know what I'm saying? Like you gotta have at least one of the three. Right, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can be a whack MC but have the most the most beautiful voice. Like, I got to hear that voice. Or you yeah. can have a corny voice and be a dope, you know, lyricist. It's like, God, his voice is great, and but damn them lyrics. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Or, or you don't care what he's saying, he or she is saying, but that flow is just bananas. Mm -hmm. Or maybe, or sometimes, it's, it's the, you know, it's the person who got either three and it's just that the producer came with, you know, a fire <laughs> beat. Right, right, right. <laughs> but as an MC, you gotta have at least one. You gotta have one. You gotta have at least one. <laughs> you know, um, for me to at least listen and then kind of see where you're going. And then I always, every young person that I hear their work, I like, this is just the beginning. I never... Like, listen, like, this is going to be, um, it's like, nah, it's always rough. It's always rough. But I can hear in it that, okay, I can see where you can go with this, you know, or I hope you go in this direction, or I look forward to where you, where this style is heading, you know. But it's always raw when you're young because that's how it should be. Yeah. <laughs> you, need, you need room for growth. You, get, you have to. So I did find yeah. the, the clip is Haiti Baby. That's his name. Haiti Haiti. Haiti Bay. B A B. Okay, can we talk about I I. <laughs> yes, everybody's a baby. <laughs> everybody's a baby, a everybody's little something, a young son. I'm <laughs> like all little young oh and a baby. God. Like, yeah. It was absolutely baby. like mind blowing, boggling, and like, whoa. <laughs> at the same time. Okay, is it called Run It Back? I don't know which one it is. Um, this was like a freestyle that he did on a, a interview. I actually sent it to you. Uh, um, messenger. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm so over these damn commercials on YouTube, but I refuse. To <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. Skip ad. Hold on. <laughs> this is like an actual video. This may not be it. No, I sent oh, the, the the freestyle. Oh, you sent it to on messenger. Oh wait, wait. You... Oh, on messenger. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I, I guess now I'm curious, but um. Yeah, yeah, and that, yeah, so most of the stuff that I hear that's new, you know, I always give it the benefit of the doubt because, you know, there's, there may be genius in there. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, hold on. Okay. <laughs> hold on. Feeling like I'm off the alcohol, I know I'm feeling You know what? 
I'm not mad at him. I'm gonna stop it. I'm not mad at him. Um, because <laughs> stop it. I, I'm not. I see how people think that it's ridiculous, but I don't actually hear that. I, first of all, I hear the theater. So anything mm-hmm. that is actually telling a story through theatrics, I'm kind of always open to. You know. Um, now I don't. You know what he was talking about. I, I, who knows? But right. um, <laughs> <laughs> he said he. You know he get high or he pull up in a. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. One day we'll know what "coo coo coo" means and two two two. Right, right, right. <laughs> and we'll give a and we'll answer him back with a two and a coo. Right, right. But I, but even with that little bit of ten seconds that I I was listening to, I I see the artistry. That's all I can say. Mm-hmm. You know, you may not like the art, but I see what he's trying to do. And so I'm now, like I said earlier, I'm just curious to where it grows into. Right. You know. Oh my God. I ran over a bird this morning. <gasps> I know this is mad random. Oh my God. I hit a bird too. Today? No, not today, but like a but recently? week ago. Yeah, it like flew low and like my windshield hit it. And I was trying no, to but like, damn. Like... <laughs> oh my God, mine wasn't even that like dramatic. I, You know how, you know, you, you be driving and birds, even squirrels, like, oh my God, I'm going to run over you. But you're either going to stop. They're either going to stop and let the car go over them or they yeah. scoot out in time, right? Yeah. Especially birds. But honey, so I, I went over the bird thinking that, okay, it probably flew out, but I heard... <laughs> oh. I was like, ooh, ooh, damn. Okay, um, ooh, wow. Yeah. Okay, you know, I, you know, I don't, you know, I'll kill a roach in a second, but I'm really, you know, about killing, you know, anything with a heartbeat. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, so okay, I'll, I'll pray the the karma off of the bad karma off of me on that one. I, it wasn't my intent, but the bird just didn't fly away quick enough, you know. And it ain't like it didn't see me coming. Right. You know, it, was a, it was an empty ass road, you know what I mean? Right. And, you know, I right. wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't going hella fast, just fast enough to knock his head off, you know what I mean? So. <laughs> no, like I was unconsolable. My wife had to be like, maybe it was sick and it was trying to end it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you helped it. <laughs> Like, birds have the whole sky to fly in. Like, why would it fly so low? Like, that's what they do. That's what they do. That's brilliant. <laughs> or it could have been a baby and it hadn't learned how to lift off. Don't give just me that. Introduce the cars. <laughs> I accepted it as suicide. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it was his first time out the nest and he said, like, oh, mommy, what's that? Mommy's like, no. <laughs> Oh, what a tragic. Okay. <laughs> you know how some birds don't know, like, a window, so it just keeps on flying? Probably the story, they're going to fly on through your... <laughs> Sorry. Well, it did not make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, night neither than mine. Neither than mine. All right. <laughs> anyway, y'all, we have a great show for you today. We do, we do, we do. And you know why it's going to be a great show? Why? Because we have a letter from the children. Like the kid. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we have a letter. 
can't even do the sounds he was doing. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm using the sound bike. Yes. We got a letter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yes, we have a letter. All right. Um, You want to read or I want to read? I always say that. Uh, you can read it. Okay. It's not that long. Um. Okay, so hold on. Uh, you really okay? Okay, and she asks not to use her name, so we can name her. I, I um, Agalia. Oh, okay. I met Agalia earlier, so I was like, oh, that's a cool name. All right, Agalia. And that's very far from her name. So, all right, <laughs> cool. Hello, you gay aunties. I love your podcast and listen to almost every episode. I am reaching out because I need your advice on a situation that I have been dealing with for the past year and a half. About a year ago, I met a girl through a mutual friend. At first, we were friends just getting to know each other. Through many conversations, I expressed to her that I have dated women before and is and is an in in his eye effect and and was and, and I'm in fact attracted to women as time went on uh, we grew closer ended up becoming intimate with each other through the course of a year we became very close and developed a strong bond and friendship it wasn't long before I realized that I was in love with her Aww. yes I love when the <laughs> sneaks up on you being in love is a great thing but the problem is that she is in a relationship with a man uh. she's <laughs> See, I was trying to hold back because I'm using one that makes noises like, like, oh, <laughs> it's a, so it's at least a you got situation. It. Yeah, it's a yeah, exactly. All right, um, she loves him and doesn't want to give up the relationship. Fair enough. Um, she asked me a couple of months back what I wanted. Mm. If I wanted to be with her, if she should give up the relationship for me. Hmm. Mm -hmm. At the time, I wasn't really prioritizing a relationship and I had not long, I had not too long met her. Um, I wasn't sure I had not too long met her. Interesting. I wonder where she's from. Anyway. Um, also, I didn't want her to make, I'm sorry, I didn't want her to make that decision on my behalf. I told her no right, at right. the time and to stay committed to her boyfriend. Also, only to make that decision solely based on what she wanted also only to make right. that decision solely based on what she wanted okay we mm -hmm. continued being friends and tried really hard to keep the friendship platonic we struggled to do that as we just couldn't keep our hands off each other mm -hmm. okay she continued the relationship with her boyfriend but in the past couple of months i realized that i am deeply in love with her the thought of someone being able to enjoy all the qualities that she has kills me inside. We have had many conversations about staying platonic, but a part of me wants to build a life with her. I want to be with her. Whole sentence, just by itself. I want uh -huh. to be with her. <laughs> yeah. I also want her to be happy even if it's not with me. Mm -hmm. I told myself multiple times to get over it, but it's a year later and I just can't seem to shake the feelings that I have for her. She always tells me the issues and arguments that her and her boyfriend have, and I get to upset, 
And I get so upset for her every time she shares them with me. <sighs> Been here. I don't know what to do. If I should let her go as a friend since it hurts so much to watch her with someone else, or if I should just accept the fact that she is with someone and move on and support her as a friend. I would really appreciate your advice on what I should do. Agalia. Mm. Love you both, Agalia. Ooh, honey. Um, yeah. There's a lot actually going on in here. I'm kind of, you know, maybe reading between the lines a little bit. Just, just, let's, 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 let's break it down. All right, so. Okay. Um, all right, she met mutual friend. She met through a mutual friend. They started hanging. Um, she maybe she didn't go into it wittingly to to fall for this person, but she did, which happens because you know women are wonderful. Um, mm -hmm. But she got a man, and this was this part that made me stop and pause. She said she loves him and doesn't want to give a relationship up. Um, she actually okay, yeah. And then she hopped. Okay, she said she loves him, her friend, and doesn't want to give up the relationship. Stop the. The, the sentence right after that is she asked me a couple of months back what I wanted, if I wanted to be with her, if she should give up the relationship for me. So what's not really explained or expressed in here is really where this woman is coming from. One, does mm -hmm. she identify um, as queer or as at least open to being in a queer um, relationship? Because if she's coming to you and asking you, um, you know, Yo, so what you want? Like, what do you want? Mm -hmm. Do you want me to do this? Bada bing, bada boom. So she's aware that you're attracted to her. And to some extent, she it, it must be returned. She's even willing to entertain, you know, giving homeboy up. But also putting it on you. Well, there's two ways that want. that conversation can yeah. happen. Yes. Right. There's two ways that that can go, right? So it could be like, what do you want me to do? You want me to just leave him and be with you? Or it could be like, well, what do you want, <laughs> right? Do, do you want me to leave him so that I can be with you, right? So there's two different ways that this sentence could have come out <laughs> that I'm trying to figure That's true. out. Like, That's true. is this because of like pressure from Agalia or if this is from like um, her really not knowing, like genuinely how to proceed with this? Yeah, I almost hope it's the you know former than the latter because the, the latter sounds manipulative. You know, anyone was like, what do you want? Do you want me to give up? It's like, no, that's not a conversation. That's not something I answer. That's something we talk about. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, like she said, I don't want her, I don't want her to do anything on my behalf. She wants, that needs to be her decision. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you know, if you want to be in a relationship with someone, you want someone who's fully in the relationship. Like, I'm leaving this dude because I want to be with you. Or, you know, yeah. we met each other and we want to be with each other. Anything less than that, you're you're asking yourself a heartache. You know, so my first question back to you, Adelia, is is she 100% open to being with you? Because I'm not, the letter is not really making it clear if you know that or not. Yeah. As opposed so, to hoping. My first pause, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and we we know that you have had relationships with women before, Gelia, but I don't know if if your friend has, right? So mm -hmm. you said that like you all met, you were just friends. She was already in this relationship, right, with a man. Mm -hmm. 
So that kind of gives some some pause for me because what image or what experience she wants to have like publicly, right? So if she's been with this man now for a year, two years, maybe. <laughs> I don't know how long she was with him before you all met. And this has been a year and a half since you met. Right? Uh, does her family know him? Like, you know, what, what is that like? Like, what is their public relationship like? Are they like, IG relationship because you know that's official and <laughs> for the younger generation and if y'all you know I'm I'm really saying that like as a joke and seriously but like if public opinion is very important in a lot of you know for a lot of people in a lot of people's lives and so if they've been a public relationship out in the family and they go to church together you know whatever the situation is then it might be very difficult for her to make this transition, right? Um, but also, a lot of a lot of people struggle with, um, mm. and it's it's just it just is what it is. So a lot of people struggle with like bisexuality, um, no it, as far as like women struggle with dating women who are bisexual, right? Mm. Um, is oh, there okay. always okay. going to be this thing of like? Well, I can't do what a man can do or um, just like so many things that come up because like, no, I'm saying this is this is real. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A lot of lesbian relationships uh, where one of the women is bisexual, there's a lot of stress that comes along with that where like a lot of bisexual women are feel like they're forced to choose (laughs) lesbian Mm -hmm. in order to prove that they're not gonna go back or they're not missing anything and all of that so like there's a lot of weight that comes along just with that first part that's why my mm, was like oh lord (laughs) it's a lot of things to unpack um at that point because it just really is Mm. and you know what i'm just and just rereading a little bit further ahead where she says you know they basically can't keep their hands off of each other. So it seems mm-hmm. like it's a situation where she is in a relationship with this man. And she, in the problems that she has with her dude, she runs back and tells Agalia, mm-hmm. which of course upsets Agalia. We don't know what these problems are. They're just like annoying nigga shit or, you know, something abusive. But it doesn't sound too abusive. I mean, whatever. She didn't like, spe- you know, explicitly say that it's an abusive relationship. She just says that she gets upset every time she shares, you know, with her you know, um, what's going on or the bad things that are happening in their relationship. I mean, can I just speak to one thing? If y'all are fucking around with each other in some way capacity, I don't know if y'all have a full-blown sex or y'all just kissing like you said you can't. So there is is an attraction, a mutual um, attraction and attraction that she is acting on as someone who's in a relationship. How committed it is, obviously not that committed. Right. (laughs) But, (laughs) you know, um, you know, so... And then the thing that kind of gets rubs me a little wrong is because she hasn't made a decision for herself, not Agalia, but her friend hasn't made a decision for herself, but she's acting as if she has, mm-hmm. but not. So she's, she's, you know, making out at the very least with Agalia, you know, um, and also using Agalia as someone to bitch about her boyfriend with. First of all, you yeah, her emotional things. like crutch as well. 
Yeah, exactly. But I, I, I personally would not mix the two. It's like get out of you if you are unhappy, get out of that relationship. And not, not for nothing. That is not on a Gelia to help you with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or convince you of you. She needs to get out of that relationship and you know go with a Gelia or leave the Gelia the hell alone. Because mm-hmm. Gelia is kind of putting a lot of this on her. Like, what should I do? Like, honestly, the power is really out of your hands. The only power a Gelia that you have is protecting your own heart. You know, and and kind of defending yourself from potential hurt, you know. But I I think I like to look at people's actions, and mm-hmm. her actions is while she's kissing you, she's also kissing him, but she's also complaining about him to you, and that's a little messy for me. Yeah. You know, at the very least, just immature. You know, but it's 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 messy, and it puts you in a position where. Well, one, you wind up kikiing about this dude, probably to her, you know, so you're making her feel, I guess, better, but also kind of stroking a bit of her ego that wants the attention, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so it's 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 really weird. You know, I'm, I'm going to say what I, I say a lot of times, but it smells like straight girl stuff that I don't, I, I'm really not a fan of. But let's take the straight girl stuff out of it, whether she's bi or whether she's straight or whether she's questioning all that. Her actions are messy. Mm. She needs to make a decision for herself what she's going to do in this thing. Either dump homeboy and f- full on figure out what you're doing with Agalia. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or or go with homeboy and say Agalia, you know, we even really need like she needs to like she needs to be the person that says, you know, this is what we're going to do. Are you down for this? As opposed to what do you want, Agalia? What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. What do you want me to do? Yeah. Nah, son. Um, right. And to that thought, again, you're going to have to, you're going to have to step up in a lot of ways because what Mm. you're doing is, is passive as well. Right. So have you told her you're in love with her Mm. or does she think you're just her friend that every now and then she gets to get touchy feely with, right? Mm. Because the action is that like, she's in a safe zone with you. She's there. Mm. She gets to talk. She gets to unload her stuff. Like you're, mm. you're being bestie, right? Yeah. And she yeah. can, she can be free with you, and she can share and everything. And every now and then, she can get handsy, and then she can go home. And there's yeah. no consequence to it. There's no responsibility in it for her mm. because you haven't placed any there. You haven't said this is how I'm feeling. This is how I feel every time you you come to me and you tell me what he's doing wrong. This is what it makes me believe about our relationship. This is how I feel when you leave. You know what I'm mm. saying? <laughs> when you go home, right? Does she have any of that information to work on? Or is her relationship all based in her fantasy, right? Of what it looks like, right? <laughs> because what I'm hearing is that like she gets to she gets to run to you, right? Mm. And you're available. Run to you. <laughs> Right. I want to run to you. <laughs> exactly. Sorry. Which was written by a gay man about his lover. And <laughs> okay. To all, all right. All right. All right. P. Miss Houston. <laughs> yes. But um, so this this relationship may or may not be dealing with all the information, right? Because mm. I don't hear. I told her I'm in love with her, and this was her response. Right. Mm, I don't mm, hear that mm. in the letter. I don't I'll hear. I told her, stop coming to me with, about 
her boyfriend because it upsets me. Mm-hmm. I don't hear that in the letter. Mm-hmm. I hear that you're upset, but I don't know that she knows that. Right? That That's real. I love that you always find that in Luke. Because, you know, I'm always down like, my car, man, she's being manipulative. <laughs> she's being manipulative. <laughs> like they say in the re breakup order. But you can't yeah. even do that because you're not even with her. So, um... But here's here's the thing. I, I'm glad you're, you're hinting towards something that I, I wanted to speak on as well. As far as you, you feel that this girl, this this her best friend, you know, is kind of living this full existence, fantasy existence, you know, via Agalia. And I might actually question if Agalia's doing the exact same thing because Agalia's jumping way ahead of the ship right here. Um, mm-hmm. Where she, where she, you know, she's like, I can, you know, I want to build a life. Hold on. No, no, I mean, I'm going to quote you, girl. Um, the thought of someone being able to enjoy all the qualities that she has, that she has, kills me inside. <laughs> oh, God, we're so dramatic. We have had many conversations about staying platonic, but a part of me wants to, a part of me wants to build a life with her. I want to be with her, period. Mm-hmm. That's all fun and well and fantasy. But like Red is saying, and like I said, the both of you are not doing the work to actually let that be a reality so you can actually see what that reality looks like. Because right now, mm-hmm. you're both kind of living in this bubble of, of both of your makings. You're both enabling mm-hmm. this kind of little, you know, bubble of yes. And, you know, even even the drama when she, you know, even when she complains about her boyfriend, that still affirms your love for her. Like, it's only going to be a matter of time for this nigga gone. Or, you know, if I just stay the, the state of course, you know what I mean? And and so you you keep entertaining this in your head, like, I want to be with her. But my question is, you don't know somebody till you're actually, like, with them. And I don't feel you you both have fully been with each other and been present with each other to mm-hmm. make the decision, like, yeah, I want you. You know, you enjoy yeah. each other's company, and that's great. That's great. You know, I enjoy many of my friends' company as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, but I'm not... You Just be mindful that it's almost like dating someone online. If if all the, if all the cards are not in your corner or both of you, like if it's just it's not just y'all two yeah. and there's somebody else in this equation, you are not gathering true facts. You're not gathering what's real. And so you're building a fantasy based on something that's not actually real yet. Mm-hmm. So I just want you to, if you can, just rein that in so you can get a little bit of clarity of what your next move, which is the only thing you have power over, mm-hmm. what your next move um, is. You know, um, because I just think you're just speeding it. It's kind of like, you know, we're doing what, what most, what most, a lot of queer people do. Just, just fall head over heels. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, um, but as a lot of us know that falling over head over heels of someone is not necessarily love. Um, and it's not necessarily the truth. The truth is slowly mm-hmm. revealed over time when you're with someone, you know, but this kind of, finagling y'all doing where y'all trying to figure out what's what and I, I I do think that she's putting some stuff on you that is really not yours to hold but you're holding it mm-hmm. Agalia <laughs> right you know? but you all are coming out of a conversation where you all are agreeing on what your platonic relationship looks like and when she leaves you say oh my god I'm so in love with her I want to build a life with her like <laughs> 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 You might want to maybe pay attention to what's being said. 
because mm-hmm. it feels like she's trying to set boundaries with you. Mm. And you're like, oh, it's such a pretty boundary. Let me put some flowers on it and call it love. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. And we're only yeah. laughing because we've been in all of this before. Right. <laughs> it's yeah, and to whatever extent, what we don't really, exactly. We, and we don't really know, you know, the full extent of y'all's conversation. So we can't really even judge the both of you or really not even so much judge her too much. We're going based on your words, Agalia. And um, again, I, you you have to uh, find your power and your place in this situation, you know. And I mean, she yeah. asks one second. Um, she asks um, if I should let her go um, as a friend, like basically asking, should I just cut her off because it, it's too much pain? You know, this kind of back and forth or you know, I'm not, I essentially don't really have power in this situation to make her mine unless she's wanting to do that. Or should mm-hmm. I, you know, try and stick it out and support her as a friend? I think that may be a little delusional because you're obviously... <laughs> totally have fallen for this woman, you know? So the idea of like, we can just be friends, that is always possible, but it it can't happen without you taking space. Mm -hmm. It's just almost like when you break up with an actual girlfriend Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you want to be friends, you know, you still need to take space to get perspective. Otherwise, you're just going to be tethered to the same little fantasy you know, you're just going to snap back where you was at. You know yeah. what I mean? So, And can you be friends with somebody that you're in love with and you want to build a life with and you blah, 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 and they are in a whole other relationship with somebody else? Like, what, is that, what does that do for you? What does that do wow. to you? Mm-hmm. Because you're having to watch this. Like, you're, you, are, you are a close and active participant Um, in their relationship. Like, Mm -hmm. you got to figure out what is that doing for you and to you, Agalia. Like, you got to figure out what you are doing to you because this is now not what girlfriend is doing to you. Mm -hmm. This is what you are allowing. And so what experience you're trying to have? Is it like Hanifa said, you're just trying to wait it out and hope that whatever. But in the meantime... Well, you have done so much damage to yourself and, and to you all's relationship that by the time that thing is over with, you like, girl, I don't trust you. I've been through too much heartbreak with you. Like, you got to figure out, like, where your where your lines are so that you can start just building something solid for yourself. Like, not that, that the relationship has to be prioritized. You need to prioritize yourself. Like, where am I placing myself in context to all the things that are happening? And if, you know, and I'll even give your friend, you know, this is even a little advice to your friend um, who didn't ask for it, but I'm going to give it anyway. <laughs> even if you are entertaining the idea of breaking up with your boyfriend, you better not get in a relationship with this woman right away. You know, you know what that's called? It's called a rebound, honey. Everyone deserves space between a relationship. Like hopping from one relationship to another mm. or saying, I'm going to this one because this one sucked. Or I'm going to this one because this one is better. Or what all, like all that. Regardless, y'all two need perspective like a mug because it started in a quagmire. It started in a mess, you know, and you're now yeah. trying to swim out of the mess and figure out, you know, can I help her out too? It's like, no, no, no. Once she got to help herself out of it, if that's what she wants. 
And then y'all mm-hmm. need to take a step back. Once homeboy's out of the picture, if this is the route y'all go, once homeboy's out of the picture, now y'all got to step back and say, okay, now who are we? Now mm-hmm. who are we? Because what you are now while she's in this relationship, it ain't worth yeah. a damn. It really yeah. isn't. It really isn't. Because that will flip in a second once one of the one of the uh, factors is out of the right. equation. Yep. You know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, girl. I mean, a lot of us have been there, you know, fall in love with people that you spend time with. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And sometimes falling in love with forbidden fruit, like somebody else's, you know, girlfriend. Right. You know, whether, like him being a man is actually, that got nothing to do with nothing. She's in another relationship. Really. Well, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? him being a man, like, are there about to be children involved in this thing? Like, that oh, complicates child. the relationship. Like, there's a lot of stuff that goes along with it. And because we don't know the, the dynamics of her family relationship and stuff, we keep mm-hmm. dealing with this letter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> with, with somebody trying to, you know, manage transitioning from a straight relationship to a gay relationship and, like, what the family's reaction to it is. Like, she still is going to have to go through all of that. Like you, you really, you want, you better think. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what? You're bringing up something and then we'll try to read it in because I I know it's going like 41 minutes, but um, yes, you better think um, (laughs) because even, even if, even if she's like, I'm dumping homeboy, I'm I'm rolling with you. At the end of the day, you go, you sound like her first girlfriend, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is not the place I would want to be. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, I mean, I mean, at some point, you got to be somebody's first. Somebody got to be somebody else's first. Yeah, but you, as someone who maybe has more experience with women, I don't know how much, because you say I've dated women in the past, but you didn't really, I didn't hear you say you identify per se as lesbian, but you, but you say you dated women in the past, fine. Mm-hmm. So you have more experience. So you're already far along, further along than she is. Mm-hmm. So any feeling she has for her, for you is just that. She may have feelings for you, but to put those feelings in context for herself to move on is a whole different journey. Yeah. That's a whole different journey than just having feelings for somebody. <laughs> and if you want to be a part of that journey, right, if you want to right. be a teacher in that journey, because that's what you, by default, will be. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So that's something you also should consider as well. You know? Yeah, because you think you've been dealing with her. If you think you've been dealing with her um, life trauma now, wait till you have to deal with all her coming out stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all those transitions are a big emotional journey. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's for the youth to handle. We too old to handle that. I would never even entertain the idea of dating a woman that has that's not out yet. That's something that that's like for me, that's almost like a a, a twisted, skewed like almost like it's equivalent like I would never date someone underage. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. we ain't on the same page, homie. Like we are not here. Mm-hmm. We are not seeing eye to eye. I am so far along the road. What kind of conversations we gonna have? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm so it's it's almost like that. So for us, it's like almost ridiculous to want to entertain someone who is newly coming out. Say that for somebody else who just came out to let them, mm-hmm. let them come out. Together. Yeah, you all can come out together. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, anyway, so again, I hope, I hope that, uh, uh, Red and I, um, 
hopefully gave you some clarity so that you can move you. I still want to emphasize you can mm -hmm. move forward in your power and in your truth um, and in your strength if that entails maybe just taking some space from your friend um, until she has clarity and you have more clarity. You know, whatever the case may yeah. be, I hope that what we said helped, you know. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for your letter, um, Agelia. And if you were out there and you want uh, your gay aunties to answer um, some questions for you, give you some clarity, some advice, yeah. life, love, situations, all of that, career, you name it, then please holler at us at yourgayaunties at gmail.com. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now oh. on to... Uh, what? I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, so now what's going on with you people life? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have another clip. I have another clip uh, for the people today, for Use People Day. Mm. Um, so, um, leading up to our 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 uh, month off in August, you know, every week we're going to come to you with a clip from um, the documentary "You People," spelled "U" as an umbrella, and then "People." Um, and again, uh, for those who didn't listen to um, the episode. Last week's episode, You People, was a documentary that both Red and I were involved with in. Um, I was a producer and director, and Red was a part of the crew, and we went in there to make a music video, but wound up making a documentary with all mm -hmm. the B-roll <laughs> of these 30-something folks, uh, straight, gay, bi, and trans men who were on the cast and crew to make it happen. There were other cameras in the brownstone during that weekend, and so all that B-roll of those cameras uh, picked up is what actually became the documentary. And this, the wonderful conversations and moments that happened throughout those two days, uh, you know, it's something that we've been wanting to share with you more, so um, we're doing that. Mm -hmm. So this clip um, is, it's about three and a half minutes, but it's a clip um, uh, where it focuses on Nye, for the most part, Nye, who was the hairdresser um, on set. Um, mm -hmm. She was she was a straight woman. She actually was, uh, uh, she was uh, engaged to be married too as well. Yes. But um, just so you know what she was going through in her life at that time. And Nye, first of all, let me just say that Nye is all love. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I fell in Nye the first time I met her. She was someone who wasn't a friend of mine before this shoot. And we found her like on Craigslist or something, put an ad on Craigslist and she hollered and she was like, I'm down black women doing it, doing the damn thing. I'm yeah. down. I didn't know if she was straight gay or whatever. Right. Um, so she was straight and it, and she being the inquisitive, uh, person that she is, um, you know, she didn't understand some things, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. <laughs> she didn't understand some things. Um, and we were saying that it was a blessing that she felt safe. And I say this all the time when I talk about the film, that a lot of these conversations were able to be had in the manner that they were had because people in general felt safe. Yeah. If on those two days to be themselves and ask questions and not feel like someone's going to jump down their throat or or whatever, right? So mm -hmm. she was asking questions out of her naivety and, and, and to whatever degree at the time, ignorance. And so this clip is us reacting to her. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. And yeah, here we go. Well, it wound up that we started having... um. I guess like a round table or open forum discussion on the stool. Just about the same thing, being black and being a lesbian in America. 
but more so being butch, I guess, you know? And I didn't quite understand it. Why would you, why would you put that on yourself in a country where it's hard enough being black, it's hard enough being a woman, then why would you go and put this other, per this other thing, this other stigma on you? Um, so you can face even more discrimination, you know? Um, but at that point it was like, everybody, everybody was like, what are you talking about? And one person is saying it's okay to put someone in a box, that people have to find a box for you. In one sentence you're saying that, in one breath, it's okay to put a person in a box. But in the other, you're saying, or you're saying, that no, people have to put you in some sort of box and there's something wrong with that. No, I'm saying the wrong anger that, that comes from people not being able to put you in a box right, is even worse. Exactly. Because what I'm saying is, they can identify you easily as a black person. They cannot, what, the part that really heats them is when they get... When a mind fuck when they're like, oh fuck no, yeah. that's a woman and she's not in, she's not conforming, she's not conforming. And the violence that comes from that part is even more brutal because it's not just an assault on you as a person and what you look like and what they think your demographic should be and where you should and should not be going. But now it's about, no, we need to teach this little bitch that she really has a cunt, that she really has a fucking, that she needs to remember who the fuck she is. I don't get angry when people think I'm a man. I get angry when people deny me my womanhood. That's when I get angry because you think that a woman can't look like me. If I'm a pass, I'm not going to sit here and tell somebody, they call me he, I'm not going to sit there and correct them. I'm not going to do that because that puts me in a space that is not safe, usually. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to do that. Look, it exposes me though. Like right. you're saying, you're not going to expose yourself. But I'm just getting to the point where I'm just like, motherfucker, identify. This is a damn dyke here. You turn around, you go, may I help you, sir? And I go, yeah, um, can I please have? Because <laughs> I got to go and give you that for you to identify me as woman. Okay, so now we know that we're woman. And thank you, baby. Have a good day. It's the same thing as, you know, down south, you had the activist folks, you had the, you had the activist folks saying, it's not enough that these people let me sit on the other side of the counter. I want the whole counter. And how you feel is the other Southern folk like, why y'all gotta be stirring up shit? Like, you know, the Klan leave us alone. They've been leaving us alone for 10 years. Why you wanna say you wanna sit on the other side of the counter? Why are you doing this to but us? But then it no, also I goes along too with that, with the whole civil rights thing, you know, gay and lesbian rights completely was, they, please do not put that along with civil rights because we don't want that shit associated with us. Let's though, just get it's black it's rights like, first mm -hmm. and then we'll get y'all we'll right right later. Right. I know that there are certain issues that need to be fought for, but I don't understand because I, so I'm asking because I'm like, like, yo, I have enough bullshit on me being a black woman in this world, yo, it's hard enough. Yeah, I hate you. So like, to me, I don't, sometimes I just don't get it because it's my issue. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so like <laughs> all of this is coming back. Like I remember being on that suit. Like I remember like all of those emotions that were coming up. And like it's so funny of all of the the stress and the, the stri with strife and the trials that we were going through personally, like dealing with our outness. She was the one crying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she was getting welled up. This is just your day. Like this is our life. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I know it's frustrating. Yeah. How do you juggle it? 
black and mm-hmm. queer and woman and black and woman and queer and woman and queer and black. Right. <laughs> right. You know? But I think she but, was even saying too, like, but if you're gonna be um be queer, like why would you be the kind of queer that people can see? Yes, that's essentially she meant by the whole, why would you put this other thing on you as if it was a choice to put this other thing on you, which is a a typical way that a lot of straight black folks, we're talking about black folks in particular, Mm -hmm. kind of see it like you are choosing to be this oddity Mm -hmm. um, in the world, therefore... And that oddity discomforts me in some way or, well, at least from Nye's perspective, I think she wanted us to prioritize being black over being queer. And we're trying to explain, oh, girl, we can't separate the two. Yeah. You know what I mean? That How that going to happen? How you do that? That's like separating being black and a woman. You can't, you literally cannot separate the two. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know? Um, but, um, I love what Nayira, uh, was saying that some of you, um, you might not have recognized her voice, but Nayira Waheed, the, uh, the poet, um, she was the one, I love Nayira, Nayira speaks with her hand, <laughs> all my, my. why you trying to do this to us? Right, you know? right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, her point, you know, actually both you and Nayira's point, of uh, just this legacy of straight black folks, one, well, being black is defined as straight black folks, you know, and, you know, we trying to get our civil rights out here, you know, we going to wait for y'all later. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we, we handle y'all later. I'm like, who's y'all? We niggas too. Mm. You know? And it's so easy for people to think that, like, it's a choice, right? <laughs> like, you're <laughs> choosing to be gay when black people are out here struggling and you're spending your time choosing to be gay. (laughs) (laughs) And and you would think that the choosing thing, you know, like, like, didn't that die in 2006? But no, No. I still to this day, I mean, if I shit to entertain it online, you know, I'm up in, you know, these, these, these comments, you know, you know, with a lot of black straight folks that to this day, yeah cannot they see queer as white and they still see it as a choice mm-hmm. therefore it can be demonized our your choice can be demonized your choice can be critiqued you yeah. know um, or debated yeah <laughs> and and not for nothing like they see it as an abandonment right mm. you choosing to be gay is you abandoning the black community yeah oh yeah Cause I, I look in the mirror every day. <laughs> it's like, like to this day, like I know, like some folks would be like, um, you know, they never like, like when queer, when pride comes in and then we just full of color and we just loud and all that. Mm-hmm. It's like they don't never do all this for Black history. That's like, first of all, who's they? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, we can be having all of the gala and 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 parades we want. We just have not really gone in that direction as far as the month. Mm-hmm. And 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 just like you know, uh, maybe as a black queer person, I got two months. I got the queer month and I got the black month. But at the end of the day, we get minorities with a month. 
Right. You know, <laughs> and all of us want to be black year round. All of us are queer year round. Mm -hmm. And so when you say like when straight black folks, it's like they really be feeling the way like, oh, God, I can't wait this month. So it's like, what? It's like, y'all sound like fucking crackers. Yeah. Like, oh, why y'all got to have a month? You know, mm -hmm. I don't understand why black people need to have a month. I mean, we had Obama, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or, or, or really at this point, white folks just don't even know what February is. It's just another month for them. They don't even know, you know what I mean? And they don't care to celebrate. Like a lot of black straight folks don't celebrate, you know, um, pride, even though there's black queer people in pride and a lot of them are in your family. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so, you know, but it's, the, the thing with, you know, with Nod, with this clip, with Nod that I appreciated, even about us, is like that we were able to have this, what was a somewhat touchy conversation. And even though, I think at the time, even though some of the stuff that Nye was saying, we were like, oh God, I can like scrape the back of my forehead yeah. with my eyes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it sounds crazy. And maybe if it was said by someone else or another black straight person under another roof, that we might have either ignored them or completely went in like, fuck you and, you know, all of that. But I loved the degree of patience and love that fed the conversation. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think anyone was thinking less of her. We was able to objectify her in a sense that, okay, she is kind of an icon of black straightness. So here's an opportunity because she as a person Mm -hmm. is a loving person this gives us as an opportunity to teach this straight black person yeah. who by default is loving is not coming with malice mm -hmm. you know we can actually take a breather and like okay fuck it let's teach yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean and i think too we weren't making a documentary right mm -hmm. so we weren't having this conversation for the camera like this exactly. is genuinely what was going on and it happened in four or five different parts of the house some was on the stoop some was in the in the makeup chair like some was like in the back room like this was all happening throughout the the course of the two days because it was important and we could see that like this is not someone who is trying not to understand Right. Yes. She wasn't yes. coming from a place where she was just like, that's some bullshit. Like, blah, blah. like, no, like she genuinely was getting to know everyone. She mm -hmm. like she had questions. She was trying to figure out how to ask. And so we were trying to figure out how to help her ask them and how to answer them. Right? <laughs> and it was all a compassionate exchange. Yes. Like that's yes. that's. And the funny thing is, Hadifa didn't know any of this was happening at the time. No. <laughs> I mean, to a degree, I was on the stool. You know the time that the, the a couple movie, breaks, like... I was on the stool. Yeah. But like you would, <laughs> you would be in, inside shooting a scene and come out in the middle of a conversation and you're like, wait, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Why is she crying? <laughs> No, it was it was wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was wonderful, and you know, and this, um, you know, it speaks to like as we move on, you know, just as a community, and you know, or even as in individuals, and we're going about our lives, and you, you know, you happen by hopefully you happen by because you know we don't want to live in our own little bubbles that we only talk to and. And 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 kicking right. people you know like us who think like us. God, please don't do that. Mm -hmm. But please you know, don't. but as please don't. That's just that's like I, I I respect that, you know, 
I respect that as much as I respect someone who was just raised around people that, that look like them and think like them and they don't want to leave their little island <laughs> wherever they're at, mm-hmm. you know, in, in middle America. It's like, for me, that's no difference. When you stay in a bubble and you don't know how, not only to go out there and meet other people, but knowing how to communicate with other people that may not think as you do. Yeah. There's so many gifts in that and learning how to communicate and then getting the gifts from that. Mm-hmm. But that being said, you know, I think that, you know, this approach, again, sometimes you don't got time for it, you know, and and you're right. A lot of it is being able to, to distinguish between someone who is sincerely asking a question and someone who's being facetious or someone who's being a troll or yeah. it's like, okay, you're not being, you're not being genuine, you know, but I know a lot of like, sometimes a lot of young people will be like, you know, um, I'm tired of teaching or, you know, I don't want to have to teach you and, and I get that. But can I just be a little bit of a devil's advocate and say, well, how long you been teaching? How old are you? Seriously. Right, right. <laughs> and a lot of <laughs> yeah, a lot of that conversation I've seen come from young people who are just like absolutely like not here for the conversation. Say shit. Right. You, Period. Get, you should like, know this mm. because I know this already. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I don't got time to be teaching you, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. It's like, fine. Everyone has a right to like I get it, like I, I don't speak about race with white people. I let those black people who have the stamina to do that. You know what I mean? And when I do find myself in those conversations, I say a few sentences that don't feed the conversation. It just leaves them thinking about something and I walk away. That's how I've learned yeah. to deal with white people, right? But I don't really get it in. So I, I get I get that. But that's also after decades of dealing with white people, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, or decades of dealing with straight. I still have, I still have um, patience for, for straight people who may be ignorant. But if they're open to discussion, I, if I have the time, I still have space for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially, especially black folks. Because at the end of the day, if I want to be brutally honest, those are the ones who really hurt me. You know, yeah. when they say homophobic stuff, like right here, homophobic stuff from a white person, I give two shits. But a black person, it's like, damn, it's like, it's like, it's like living next to a neighbor who wants you dead. You know what I mean? It's like, but we neighbors, but we, but we peoples. Yeah. It's like, you know, we have so much more in common than, than, you know, this thing that you feel that just completely separates us. So I will take the time. And so I'm kind of imploring that our, especially our queer people of youth, like don't be so dismissive so early. Y'all still got work to do and you're doing the work, yeah. but do more of it. Like don't, you know, you can't be 20 something and say, I don't got time for that. It's like, bitch, you got all the time in the world. Yeah. You got more time than most. Y'all the motherfuckers, because I don't have the heart strength. I don't literally have the physical strength to deal with some people. Y'all do. Mm-hmm. Y'all do. Yeah. That's what. That's the power of youth. Y'all can be on the front lines and take the bullets <laughs> because y'all because because y'all bounce back up and keep it moving. Yeah, you know what I mean. You can you know until the kids a point where you're like, okay, I can't take no more. I'm good, and then you set your boundaries. Yeah, but but can I just say one more thing? And this, I want to be careful because no, you know, I'm, I'm so tired of prefacing everything where I want to be careful. As someone, aside from being black, aside from being queer, somebody that knows some hood shit or just have met enough people in my life, not even hood shit, met enough people in my life to know the difference between someone that says, I don't want to deal with this because I'm tired, I don't have the strength, or I don't want to deal with this 
because there's fear involved. Or I don't want to deal with the anxiety of someone disagreeing with me mm. or, or challenging me in a particular way, you know, so I don't feel safe, you know, and, and I'm, I'm kind of that whole thing of creating safe space and everything. I'm, when it first came out, I was like, okay, I get that. I get that. People, black people need safe space. Women need safe space. Uh, queer people need, you need a space where you don't have to deal with certain people you know you can just be yourself and you don't have to explain yourself you don't have to you know? practice it or any of that <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i totally get that but i think sometimes it's been abused where people use it to say that well i don't want to have this conversation because i don't feel safe or i don't want to have i don't want to go to this event and have this conversation because it's not a safe space i'm like if if people ain't rolling up with guns and you ain't getting calls saying we gonna shoot your ass, what kind of safe are you talking about? What's what, like what like what are you talking about exactly? You mean you don't want to have your feelings hurt? You mean you don't want to be disagreed with? You mean you don't want to be challenged? You mean you don't want to just hear ignorance in general because it's just it just makes your ears bleed? Like what is the what is the safety? Well, I'm sorry, sweetie. Whether it's around queer issues, race issues, or whatever, you're going to have to deal with that shit in life. And if you are avoiding it now, mm. <laughs> I say this is the time to have well, all too, those hard conversations. All of them. Yeah. I think we also come from, um, and and I hate to make it like a generational thing, but um, we come from a generation where people were willing to confront things, confront issues. Um, we were you know, we were called stuff, like we had to figure out how to handle, you know, situations in, in life and, and confrontation. And like, when I look at the society, especially that my children are in, they, like, they went through life with knee pads on. Like, they went through life with the helmet, like they don't have any scratches on their knees, right? And it's like, I say that as a metaphor, but like when you constantly insulate people from anything that's unpleasant, then they don't know how to deal with things that are unpleasant, right? And so then you take it as an attack, you take it as a affront, you take it as like, you're just ignorant if you don't believe and understand what I believe and understand as a as opposed to being able to come together and figure out like, okay, this is where you are, this is where I am, this is the middle, right? <laughs> this is where we can come together on some commonality and still be able to function in society together. Right. Not that you have to do that with everybody, but there are going to be people like we can't just delete everybody like we're on social media in real life. Right. We can't just mm -hmm. keep blocking people because they don't agree with us on one thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where we are in society where people feel like and I, you know, I have a, a, a friend I went to college with. He challenges me. Like, he really does. And a lot of my homegirls from school have been like, girl, I've been blocked him. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, at the end of these really, like, challenging conversations, he's always like, oh, I get it. Right? 
And so I don't just throw him away (laughs) because he really believes a lot of the stuff that he's saying until he hears another perspective, you know? And if people are doing that work, then give them a, give them a chance. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause people don't get it until like they get it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not right. And we're separating (laughs) what they don't get from who they are as a person. You know what I mean? Like that is a skill set unto mm-hmm. itself. How do I distinguish who is actually open for a conversation and open for change and who is just talking shit? Who's trolling? You know, who is like, you know, um, nah, nah, it's not going to be that way. Like they're, they're not actually having a conversation with you. They're just kind of dismissing everything you're saying. Then I, I get it. Who, yeah. who wants to fuck with that? Then you know what yes. I mean? it, Set your yes, boundaries then, okay, and, then, and, and be safe. <laughs> exactly. And be and be safe. But don't abuse this idea of a safe space because we are living on planet Earth. Ain't a damn, ain't nowhere on this on the face of the earth that it is truly one hundred percent safe for anybody. Agreed. Okay? And and then you have to know that once out the womb you should be be taught that and how and so the skill set one of the skill sets of living or that you learn while living is how to maneuver and how to contend with and how to confront and how to avoid, Mm. you know, certain people in situations and you know what's worth your time and what's not, you know, it's just, I think a lot of times what people consider is what's worth their time um, in, in, in younger generations is people who agree with me or to whatever degree Mm -hmm. agree with me. And I'm like, okay, I guess you feel safe. I I don't, you know, (laughs) You know, over there preaching to the choir. I hope they're hitting the right note because I'm like, what we doing here? Yeah. You know, and that's so not I really doing unsafe. the work. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, so if you all are ever in a situation where you are struggling with an issue that you can't really, you know, figure out on your own and you want some advice from your aunties, go ahead and send us a, a little note at yourgayaunties at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on Instagram at yourgayaunties. Um, and if you like the work that we are doing and you want to see it continue, you can also go to our Patreon and do that work with us. <laughs> Patreon slash your gay auntie. <laughs> well, with that, we have had a wonderful show. I'm so glad that yes, I yes. have these conversations. We're almost up on uh, 50. With Hanifa. Yes. Mm-hmm. Woo! Nice. Um, yeah, and this is Red Summer. And I am Hanifa Walida. And we are your gay aunties. Bye, babies. Later, darlings. <laughs>